Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever you are and whatever part of the day you're in. We're not going to take one of our little walks today, and I apologize for that. You'll probably notice the lack of guineas and turkeys and chickens and dogs and everything else in the background. But I wanted to make sure that I got this episode recorded, and so I had to record it where I could. At any rate, hopefully y'all will forgive me for that and we'll just keep moving. I I think the material is pretty good for today. For those of y'all that are here giving me a little bit of your time, I sure do appreciate it. And for those of y'all that continue to share the podcast and help it grow, which it is, I'm humbled and extremely grateful. So thank y'all so much. So we talked a little bit last episode and I think probably for quite a few of these episodes upcoming, we're going to focus on Thanksgiving proclamations throughout our nation's history since this is November and Thanksgiving will soon be upon us. And it, it just gives us a little bit of history and depth of knowledge. And it really shows folks just how ludicrous the idea that our nation was not founded as a Christian nation and has not survived as a Christian nation and how desperately we need to get back to that today because it's not just fiscal concerns or or political just from a purely secular secular point of view those are not the things that are killing us folks the things that, that it's killing us is that we don't have virtue We don't have morality because we don't have a God-fearing people that are following the teachings of Christ in our private lives and in our public, in our institutions like education, in our public policy, uh, how we interact with each other, our communities, states, etc. And so it's, it's real good to go back and look, as we do often on this podcast, at the actual comments and statements of our founders, of our great leaders throughout our nation's history. And look, folks, I always say, you don't have to be a Christian in order to be American. Uh, Our founders believed firmly in freedom of religion. They knew that you couldn't force anyone to faith and you could not force anyone to have no faith. And some of them were not Christian, not very many. In fact, I think we've read the statistic on here that something like 94 to 98% of colonists at the time of the founding were some denomination of Christian, meaning some form of believing that Jesus Christ was the Son of God, uh, was killed on a cross, buried and rose three days later from the dead and ascended into heaven, and died for our sins, and that, that's what they believed, the vast, vast majority of that founding generation, men and women. And so, but there were some that didn't. Uh, but what almost universally, folks, these people did believe in was that our country could only survive with those teachings of Jesus Christ. And even people that are often touted as deists, like Benjamin Franklin, had a real famous comment during the Constitutional Convention requesting the prayer and the guidance 
of the Almighty, that, that we, he knew we needed that because our Constitution just wasn't getting off the ground. People were so divided on so many issues. But that's always been a universal value that we could go back to, and we can't today. We have a divided nation, and it's, it's not merely people who believe in Jesus Christ and those who don't. It's a little bit, I don't know if I would say deeper, but it's people who acknowledge the truth of the teachings of Christ and the need for them in our country, even if they don't accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, versus people who do understand that truth and that need for that truth in order for our country to function properly. And so we're going we're gonna to read through a couple more proclamations. We're going to go to John Adams this time. And there's an interesting little side story there about John Adams later in his life kind of thinking that these proclamations of uh, fasting, he, he specifically, well, I don't know if specifically or not, but he felt like these days of of seeking God's grace through fasting and remembrance, or, or however he phrases it, I'll read in just a second, really cost him the second election. Uh, and it's, it's a little bit deeper than that. Uh, he wrote a letter to Benjamin Rush, and I might go through that sometime. But I'm getting off, cho- off topic here a little bit, but I, I think this is important. He, he felt like one of the reasons it cost him this was because people felt like or people had been convinced that he was trying to establish a national religion, a particular denomination above all others. And this is so vital to understand. We've talked about this before. This is the First Amendment was really here to level the playing field amongst all the denominations of Christianity. It was not to level the playing field between Christianity and Buddhism and Hinduism and Muslim, Islam. That was not what it was there for. It was there to make sure we knew that we were a Christian nation. We knew that that was the only foundation for our country. So we weren't trying to bring in a bunch of other religions. We were trying to make sure that no particular sect or denomination had preference over any other. And that's such a vital point that we've lost today in this conversation about the First Amendment and freedom of religion. So I've babbled on for long enough now. We'll get into a couple of these proclamations by... So we read a couple from Washington. Uh, We're going to read a couple here. This was a day of fasting and humiliation, 1798, by the President of the United States, a proclamation. As the safety and prosperity of nations ultimately and essentially depend upon the protection and blessing of Almighty God... And the national acknowledgement of this truth is not only an indispensable duty which the people owe to him, but a duty whose natural influence is favorable to the promotion of that morality and piety without which social happiness cannot exist, nor the blessings of a free government be enjoyed. And as this duty, at all times incumbent, is so especially in seasons of difficulty or of danger, when existing or threatening calamities, the just judgments of God against prevalent inequality are a loud call to repentance and reformation. And as the United States of America are at present placed in a hazardous 
and afflictive situation by the unfriendly disposition, conduct, and demands of a foreign power, evidenced by repeated refusals to receive our messengers of reconciliation and peace, by depredations on our commerce, and the infliction of injuries on very many of our fellow citizens while engaged in their lawful business on the seas. Under these considerations, it has appeared to me that the duty of imploring the mercy and benediction of heaven on our country demands at this time a special attention from its inhabitants. I have therefore thought fit to recommend, and I do hereby recommend, that Wednesday, the ninth day of May next, be observed throughout the United States as a day of solemn humiliation, fasting, and prayer. That the citizens of these states, abstaining on that day from their customary worldly occupations, offer their devout addresses to the Father of mercies, agreeably to those forms or methods which they have severally adopted as the most suitable and becoming that all religious congregations do, with the deepest humility, acknowledge before God the manifold sins and transgressions with which we are justly chargeable as individuals and as a nation, beseeching Him at the same time of His infinite grace through the Redeemer of the world, freely to remit all our offenses and to incline us by His Holy Spirit to that sincere repentance and reformation which may afford us reason to hope for his inestimable favor and heavenly benediction. That it may be made the subject of particular and earnest supplication that our country may be protected from all the dangers which threaten it, that our civil and religious privileges may be preserved inviolate and perpetuated to the latest generations that our public councils and magistrates may be especially enlightened and directed at this critical period, that the American people may be united in those bands or bonds of amity and mutual confidence and inspired with that vigor and fortitude by which they have in times past been so highly distinguished and by which they have obtained such invaluable advantages, that the health of the inhabitants of our land may be preserved and that their agriculture, commerce, fisheries, arts, and manufactures be blessed and prospered, that the principles of genuine piety and sound morality may influence the minds and govern the lives of every description of our citizens, and that the blessings of peace, freedom, and pure religion may be speedily extended to all the nations of the earth. And finally, I recommend that on the said day, the duties of humiliation and prayer be accompanied by fervent thanksgiving to the bestower of every good gift, not only for his having hitherto protected and preserved the people of these United States in the independent enjoyment of their religious and civil freedom, but also for having prospered them in a wonderful progress of population and for conferring on them many and great favors conducive to the happiness and prosperity of a nation. Given under my hand the seal of the United States of America at Philadelphia this 23rd day of March, A.D. 1798, and the independence of the said states the 22nd, by the President, John Adams. There's a lot there to unpack, folks. (laughs) And 
I don't think we're going to have time to squeeze in his second one. Uh, maybe I will do that later this week. And maybe we'll, I don't know, we may do a couple special episodes just because it's so important in our nation. As he said, the nation at this time was struggling so much from a foreign power. They had uh, troubles on the horizon, a storm on the horizon. We find ourselves in the same situation. And, and he just so clearly illustrates or, or articulates that this need for reliance upon God was not just individual, which is the, the primary, each of us individually, but it was as a nation that we needed to acknowledge our sins that he said at that point were justly chargeable against us, right? And that, that the whole country took this day off of work to fast and pray in humility and seek forgiveness and, and give thanksgiving to God. As a nation, this was a unifying thing. And, and he specifically talked about all variants of Christianity, all the different religious organizations that fell under Christianity. And, you know, it, it just, folks, I, I read this, and I'm going to paraphrase this, but I've gone through, uh, for those of y'all that have been listening for a while, you're familiar with this. I've gone through a children's book from back at the turn of the 19th to the 20th century. It was a young folks library book. And one of these authors stated that if you don't acknowledge the ties between America and God and Jesus Christ, America and Christianity, you're the one that's out of step with history. And it's just so clear when we go back and really look at what the vast majority, not all of them, folks, not all of them, but the vast, vast majority of our great leaders and founders and leaders throughout the history, whether it's educational or political or business, acknowledge this need for Christ in our country and in our individual lives. And, and so we, we really literally need to get back in step with the truth and the history of our country. And look at this Thanksgiving. This, this wasn't Thanksgiving as in November, but it was a day of humiliation, a day of fasting. And, and Adams talked about all of these so important topics and the need to give thanksgiving to God and our need for Him and our need to acknowledge our need for Him. So you get a chance, folks, anytime, you know, Listen to these podcasts again, not because, <laughs> not because I'm so good at this or it's so great because I'm talking about it, but listen to the words of our founders of these men who really loved this country and knew about its founding and how, how they talk about our relationship with Christ and, and just ingrain that in your heart and mind so that when you hear this nonsense out there from the left, whether it's politically in speeches or whether it's CNN or MSNBC or whatever news station it is or, or journal or, or whatever, that you know in your heart and your mind, you know the truth. And the truth is that we have got to get Jesus Christ back at the center of our country, of our families, of our public lives, our education, our public policy. That has got the teachings of Christ have to be the driving factor here, folks, have to be. And, and if, if we've got some people that refuse to acknowledge that, folks, man, we've been, we've been reaching out for quite a while now. At some point, uh, I, years ago, I don't even know where I picked this up anymore, but 
at some point you have to let, right? You're talking about, for those of y'all that have dealt with alcoholism, I've had it uh, in my life in different various forms from family and others. At some point you have to let the alcoholic find their own way home from the bar. You can't always go and pick them up and bring them home and take care of them, right? Um, and that, that may be a little bit of a poor analogy here, but the point is, at some point you're going to have to let people figure out that they're destroying their own life and kind of pull back from them. And it, it may well be time that we do that. Um, because otherwise, A, we're not being kind or caring to them by, by continuing to pick up the pieces and, and encourage them in this fallacy. And B, at some point you've got to look ahead for your, your wives, your children, your grandchildren, folks. What are we going to leave them if this keeps up? Not much, and it won't be pretty, all right? So just a little bit of food for thought. Y'all have a wonderful rest of whatever is left of your day. Thank y'all for so, so much for joining me. Uh, for those of y'all that continue to spread the word on social media or just word of mouth, folks, that's so vital. That's, that's by far the best way that this is spreading. And hopefully we're doing the country uh, at, at least just a little bit of good. Just a little bit. And, and maybe individually as well, I hope. God bless y'all. God bless America. We will talk to y'all again real soon.